Act Three of Madame Pepita by Gregorio Martinez Sierra, translated by John Garrett Underhill, eighteen seventy six to nineteen forty six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three Garden of a Country House at Escorial, hopelessly modern and in bad taste. A fountain in the middle contains the familiar group of two children huddled together beneath an umbrella. This masterpiece is zinc, painted to look like marble. The ground is neatly sanded. At the rear, a wall separates the garden from that of the adjoining house. Morning glories cover the wall, vying in luxuriance with a number of fruit-bearing vines while above the wall the tops of the trees of the neighbouring garden may be seen. The façade of the house is on the left. The building is an absolutely modern two-storied structure, boasting a flight of steps, a glass baldaquin, a balustrade decorated with urns which are too large for it, and a crystal ball which hangs from the baldaquin in such a manner as to reflect a view of the garden. Half a dozen wicker chairs are scattered about between the fountain and the house, as well as a small wicker table, on which a sewing basket reposes, also of wicker ware. The garden extends some distance toward the right, the street gate being a little farther on. The morning is a bright, sunny one. When the curtain rises, the stage is empty. After a moment, Don Louis appears above the wall, followed shortly by Augusto. They wear light outing suits and broad-brimmed straw hats, and ascend cautiously by means of a stepladder from the neighbouring garden. Don Louis carries a sharp-pointed stick in one hand. Don Louis to Augusto, who has not yet appeared. Up, my son. You ought to be ashamed of yourself not being able to climb a wall at twenty-five. Augusto, appearing above the wall in obvious ill-humour. I am able, but ascensions among wallflowers do not appeal to me. You fail to appreciate the delights of country life. Give me air, fresh air. What a morning for filching one's neighbor's figs! Extending the stick toward a fig tree, whose top obtrudes between the wall and the house. Aha! The biggest one! It's for you! Now my turn! Augusto, placing the fig on a leaf, which serves as a substitute for a plate. Why not ask Pepita for them? She would hand them over already picked. It would be more convenient. The pleasures of the chase, my boy. Clarida, sweeter far, than fruits of neighbor's garden are. Bah! Besides, by removing Pepita's figs, we deprive that literary husband of hers of their enjoyment. He has been eyeing them for the past week, watching them ripen to sweeten his lunch. You'll lose your balance and topple over. Don't worry about me. Drawing back a little. Someone is coming. Catalina is heard calling in the house. Papa! Papa! The daughter, down quick! Never retreat under fire. Catalina enters from the house, 
and crosses the garden. She has discarded short dresses and now wears a simple, smart morning frock instead. Catalina, looking about. Papa! He isn't here. Good morning, little rosebud. Catalina, startled. Eh? Looking up at the wall. What are you doing up there? Waiting for you. Me? To tell you how charming you are. Awfully sweet, I am sure. You almost scared me to death. Goes off at the left. Ingratiating creature. Yes. Wait until you are married. Still harping on that, eh? I am more enthusiastic than ever. I could not endure the sight of her painted and gilded. You place your expectations too high. Don't be so deucedly romantic. She is pretty and will learn to wear clothes to develop personality. Suppose you don't love her. After all, that is not expected. Marry with your eyes open like other people. But she can't endure the sight of me either. What of it? You are young and dress well. That ought to satisfy her. You are noble besides. I have no money. After you are married, you will have as much as your wife. That follows naturally. Naturally. My son, we are confronted with a crisis. We have not a penny in the world, and this accommodation is insufferable. Pepita may become disillusioned at any moment, and the girl fall in love with another. We subsist as by a miracle. It is absolutely essential that you propose today. Sacrifice yourself. What the devil! If I were in your place, if I were twenty-five, I should sacrifice myself with alacrity. Losing his balance in his excitement, he is about to tumble into the garden. Be careful or you'll fall. Climb down. Mm, perhaps it would be best. We are in no position to argue. Lend me a hand. Oblige me this time and take the stick. What do you care? Steady the ladder. Disappearing. Marriage usually steadies a man, anyway. As soon as they are out of sight, Catalina and Don Guillermo are heard on the left. Catalina, as she becomes audible. I searched through the garden for you. How did you manage to slip out? Don Guillermo, smiling. Now that you have grown to be a young lady, not to say a coquette, you spend all your time dressing. I could not wait. Yes, I am a young lady. How do you like my gown? Very pretty. You look well in it. Do you think it's a good thing for a woman to fuss over her looks, or don't you think so? If she is clean and healthy and there is nothing false about her, I see no occasion for her to fuss. Catalina, smoothing her hair uneasily. I suppose you're going back to Madrid pretty soon, aren't you? Now that the competition is over, there is nothing to take me back. Your protégé will win the prize. Catalina, her heart in her throat. Honestly? Yes, he is certain to be a great painter some day. Then will he have to go to Rome? Assuredly. How are the figs, by the way? I wonder if they are ripe yet. They hang so high that we shall have to climb the tree for them. Get me a basket. 
Catalina, taking a basket from the table. Put some leaves in the bottom to make it look nice. They retire behind the corner of the house, under the fig tree. After a brief interval, Madame Pepita enters breathlessly from the street, hatless but carrying a parasol. Andres, a village lad, evidently impressed but lately into the family service, follows. Ask Paco to help you unpack the crate. Yes, senora. Then you can go to the masons and tell the headman to come here at once. Oh, and be sure you count the bags of lime and the bricks that the workmen bring very carefully, because the number they charge me for it is outrageous. The way I'm spending money here is something wicked. The conde says he don't need any help to count bricks. He says he's managing your property himself, and he don't want me around when he counts the lime either. Madame Pepita, looking about indignant and surprised. But where are the benches? What have you done with the benches? Didn't you set them out? Just as you said, but as soon as you left we took them away again because... Because what? The gentleman told us to. My husband? Your husband. Why? Because... because he said they were monuments of vulgarity. Madame Pepita, with suppressed ire. Very well. Is there anything else? Madame Pepita, venting her spleen. Only get out of my sight. Excuse me. Goes out. Madame Pepita, pacing up and down. Monuments of vulgarity. Monuments of vulgarity. In mingled rage and despair. Don Guillermo enters. Apparently we raise figs for the neighbours. We're conducting a charitable institution. Discovering Madame Pepita and altering his tone. Hello. I didn't see you. Madame Pepita, sweetly. Why? Is anything wrong? Yes, our figs are gone. We have lost six. Six fat ones oozing honey. The sparrows must have eaten them. Catalina, entering behind Don Guillermo, deeply dejected. No, Mama, it wasn't the sparrows. It was the condor and his son. I saw them on the wall with a long stick. They said they were looking for me, which I knew, of course, was a lie. Of course, they're nothing if not polite. Wishing to cut short the conversation. I thought you ought to know, because they are there all the time. Yesterday they reached through the fence in the garden patch and stole all your raspberries, and they threw a stone into the poultry yard day before yesterday and frightened the chickens. So one flew over the wall into their yard, and they never sent it back, because they ate it, if you want to know what they did with it. How perfectly silly. Run in and set the table for lunch as fast as you can. We expect company. Again? Are they coming to lunch again today? Why not? Run in and do as I say. Yes, Mama. Waving to Don Guillermo from the top of the steps. Wait for me. I won't be long. Don Guillermo, waving back. I'll be there before you. Madame Pepita, going up to Don Guillermo. Don't you like it? Certainly. Do you mind their coming to lunch? This is your house. Invite whom you please. You are at liberty to do so. I should be sorry if you didn't like it, because I always feel that Don Luis and Augusto are members of the family. However, if you object... 
it is a matter of complete indifference to me don luis has some important business to talk over they were coming anyhow relative to the purchase of the adjoining property from one of his friends madame pepita slightly embarrassed no this is about some mines the conde felt terribly because that investment turned out the way it did but this is different it's a stock transaction a big company has been formed to take in everybody if you care to see a plan of the mine no thank you aren't you interested no i have no desire to interfere in the management of your estate nevertheless i advise you to be cautious receive this gentleman with a proper warmth and be careful to confine your expansions to the sentimental sphere where they are not dangerous when he and his son install themselves as tenants rent-free in the very first house that you build leaving us to stand around and wait for the paint to dry on the second i say nothing but don't let your affections run away with your principle i warn you you're heading straight for ruin in the arms of your friend madame pepita sentimentally everything don luis does seems wrong to you if you're going to cry over it i shall retire lose your money and enjoy yourself i am willing madame pepita verging towards tears it's awfully hard to please everybody you are under no obligation to please me madame pepita as before but i'm sure i'd like to <sighs> that is if such a thing is possible don guillermo surprised what is the trouble now madame pepita assuming a martyrdom. nothing although we had better talk of something else don guillermo stares at her you had those benches taken away that i had set out oh is that what you have against me yes i did pardon my interference in your domestic arrangements but for once it was too much for me artificial stone imitation trees i cannot abide the abominations they are monuments of vulgarity is that it worse they are immoral immoral i cannot see how there were no statues on them staring at him as if he were crazy what is there immoral in a statue it is the deception of the thing madame pepita failing to understand deception yes benches which pretend to be stone and make believe to be wood when they have never even seen a forest or a quarry they dissemble their true nature they are impostures this door which looks like mahogany when it is miserable pine these solid marble children who at heart are hollow zinc these bars and gratings which pass for wrought iron and are the cheapest of calamine they are impostures cheats perpetual lies in a word they are immoral furthermore they are ugly but if all our furniture has got to be genuine it will cost a fortune then go without don't counterfeit these everlasting frauds which deceive nobody but ourselves create an atmosphere of deception 
how do i know that a woman who swathes her neck in cat's fur which is dyed to look like sable will not as easily deceive her husband if she has the opportunity don't suggest such a thing suppose somebody should hear andres enters senora the crate is unpacked do you want us to bring it in or what shall we do with it yes bring it here andres retires madame pepita turns to don guillermo i'm so glad it came just when we were talking about art you'll like this when you see it andres and a second youth enter between them they carry a life-sized figure of a hideous negro seated in a chair smoking a cigarette where shall we put it madame pepita ecstatically set it there the boys set the negro carefully upon the ground don guillermo clasping his head with his hands merciful powers madame pepita delighted do you like it discouraged you don't like that either sinking into a chair and beginning to cry but pepita don't cry please it's not worth it really shall we leave it there signora i don't know anywhere throw it down the well no stand it in the hall it was intended for the hall was it not madame pepita through her tears yes for the hall put it where it belongs the boys mount the steps and stagger into the house don't feel so badly relenting it's too awful if you like it i am satisfied only don't cry i must go to the city on business i may have time yet to run to the station and catch the express forgive me catalina what has become of catalina catalina appearing at the window did you call what do you say to a stroll to the station i'll be ready in a minute i finished the table wait under the pine tree bring your hat along it's growing pretty hot don guillermo withdraws catalina waves to him from the window as soon as he has disappeared her mother calls her catalina yes mamma come here i want to speak to you catalina leaves the window descends the steps and goes up to her mother what is it sit down what is the matter with you you are all excited no my dear i've been discussing art with your father i knew it was something awful sometimes my dear a woman does feel sentimental yes mamma and my dear it is my duty to warn you we have invited to lunch the conda and his son but i didn't tell you that they are not coming merely for lunch aren't they what else do they want they or rather we expect you and augusto to arrive at an understanding we are anxious to have it settled settled yes your engagement my engagement don't be silly you know what i mean though you are so coy about it augusto i mean the visconde is willing to marry you it's an honor no yes he has consented never never i don't love him how do you know whether you love him or not when you've never been in love 
You will find out after you're married. I shall never love him. I don't see why. He is young and handsome and dresses well. He frizzles his mustache with an iron. To make it curl. A man's mustache oughtn't to curl unless it curls naturally. It must be genuine. Truth is more important than anything else in the world. You too. Yes, me too, Mamma. Madame Pepita, rising nervously. This is a pretty state of affairs. Seizing Catalina and shaking her, greatly incensed. Catalina, this is shocking nonsense, the chatter of a silly little parrot. You are going to marry Augusto because it's the best thing you can do. Besides, he's a fine fellow and he's crazy about you. You'll be a countess then, which has been the dream of my life. I only wish I was in your place. He's good enough for you anyway, considering who you are. I'm my father's daughter, Don Guillermo's daughter, remember that. Don't you come that on me. But, Mamma, he loves me, and he is kind to me, and I love him. If you insist on my marrying, I'll run and tell him, and he'll protect me, and you'll find out then whether or not I marry. You'll marry because I tell you to, and be very careful how you say I will and I won't to me. You silly girl, do you know what you are doing? Making faces at your happiness. I suppose you've got some snip of a prince tucked away up your sleeve? No, I haven't got any prince there, and you needn't think you can work off any vicondas on me either. Wait! You forgot you're unmarried. What good is an unmarried woman anyhow? That's the reason she's unmarried. Your happiness is at stake, and some day you'll thank me for it. A mother's duty is to protect her children. Yes, and so is father's. I'm going to tell father. Oh, let up on father. Let up on father? Yes, your mother is talking now, and your mother comes before everybody else in the world. It would be nice, wouldn't it, if a man who has known you only two or three weeks... I won't have you talk like that about father. Beginning to cry. You don't love him. Whether I love him or not is none of your business. Don Louis and Augusto appear at the left. Do we intrude? Madame Pepita, composing herself. Oh, no. Come in. Come right in. To Catalina. You stay here with me. But father... To hell with father. Send word out you're engaged. We anticipate, perhaps. But I am impatient to conclude that transaction. Ah, yes? About the mines? Yes. Glancing significantly towards Augusto and Catalina. About the mines. We might look over the plans in the house, where it will be more convenient. No doubt something of the sort would be best. Meanwhile, the young people may enjoy themselves in the garden until luncheon. Yes, it will not be ready for a long time. Catalina, pulling at her mother's skirts. No, Mamma. Don't be so damn gothic. To the Conde. After you. Precede me. They mount the steps and disappear into the house, closing the door behind them. Augusto and Catalina remain alone. They look at each other but say nothing. After an interminable silence, Augusto ventures a remark as gracefully as the state of his feelings will allow. 
Would you care to take a little walk? You don't call it walking, do you, in the garden? I do. I do not. You do not. Walking is climbing mountains and scrambling over rocks and crashing through the underbrush. I adore walking. I do not. Oh, don't you like mountains? When I hunt. Do you like to hunt? I do. I do not. You do not. It's silly for a grown man to spend all day killing poor little animals who have never done him any harm. It would do you a great deal more good to stay home and read a book. Do you like to read books? Very much. Do you? I do not. Well, what do you like? I like horses and dogs. Oh, I think dogs are disgusting. They jump all over you and upset things and eat everything there is in the house. Besides, they have fleas. I would rather have a canary. It's pretty and it sings. You don't call that singing, shrilling because it is shut up in a cage. I hate anything that's in a cage. Canaries are in the same class with yellow novels and romantic girls. Don't you like romantic girls? I don't like any kind of girls. You do not? I like women who have spirit and nerve, blood and fire, who know something and are not ashamed to show it. They may laugh at a man and have no use for him twenty-three hours out of the twenty-four, but in the one hour that they do they make him live or they take his life away. I forgot I was talking to you. Oh, don't stop on my account. I suppose you mean something superior. Well, I'm afraid I'm dreadfully romantic, and I haven't got much fire in my blood, not a bit of it. In fact, although sometimes I do get hot when I think... Of a man? Is it some man you already know, or one you would like to know? Tell me, what sort of man would you like for your husband? Now don't be offended. I would like a real man, not as elegant as you are, but one who seems like a man who knows something about art, for instance, and is willing to travel to Rome, if necessary, and become famous. He might be a painter. I don't care whether he is noble or not. He might belong to the people. No, not to the people either, but his mother might be a schoolteacher. Augusto, seizing her by both hands. Really? You are an angel. What? An archangel, an extraordinary woman. Catalina, more and more alarmed. Oh, it is true, then. You do want to marry me? No, positively I do not. Then why do you say all these things? That's it, exactly. Because I don't want to marry you because you don't love me. Because you love somebody else. I do not. Yes, you do, though you may not know it. I have no idea who he is, apparently a painter or something of that sort, thank God. Now don't be offended, I don't love you either, although I think better of you than I did, and I am grateful beyond measure. Thank you again, oh thank you, thank you. Kissing her hands. Catalina, allowing him to kiss her hands, so completely indifferent that she attaches no importance to it. It is certainly a great relief to us both, but wait till Mama hears. And Papa. Catalina tapping the ground with one foot.
She says I ought to take you because you are a visconde. Yes, and then you know you are rich. But I'd rather throw in my title for nothing. And you could have all my money. However, that is impossible. I fear so. What shall we do? Think of something. You're a man. I, I can't think. Catalina, having an inspiration. No, we had better ask father. He's not awfully enthusiastic about it either. Come and find him, or perhaps I had better go alone. You can slip out by the orchard gate. Mother and Don Louis will believe then that we are still together. How do you like that? Perfect. Hurry and separate and fool them both. Hurry while I get my hat. Augusto runs out behind the house. As Catalina reaches the steps, she notices her mother's parasol, which leans against a chair where it has been forgotten. This parasol will do. What's the difference? An automobile horn is heard. An automobile? Distressed. Who can it be? Hesitating. Oh, well, never mind. As she is disappearing, Galatea enters. Oh, Madame Galatea. Going up to her pleasantly. How do you do? Galatea, frigidly. How do you do? Catalina, after looking at her. Something is the matter. Mother is inside. Won't you step in? Thanks. I've business with you first. With me? Won't you sit down? Galatea, walking nervously to and fro, looking about in all directions. I'm easier as I am. Catalina, curiously. Perhaps you have lost something? Yes, and you have picked it up. I? My dear, think it over, or all these sweet dreams of yours may turn out to be nightmares. Catalina, amazed. Nightmares? Depend upon it. As long as I'm alive, that man is never going to marry anybody but me. Catalina, astonished and shocked. What man? So you want me to stage this little scene, do you? I? What scene? Unless you make it a good deal plainer, I shan't understand one word you say. You want me to make it plainer, eh? Yes, make it plainer. Well, is this plain enough? You think you're going to be a damn countess? Why, I never heard of such a thing. What are you doing with Augusto, anyway? Oh, so it's Augusto, is it? Is that what you're so mad about? Do you want to marry him? That's my business. I think so, too. Well, if you love him and he loves you, go ahead and marry him. Count me out of it. Don't you love him? No, and I never did. I can't stand a man who parts his hair with a ruler. Galatea, offended. Parts it with a ruler? Yes, that's what he does, and he wears corsets and rouges, although you do yourself, so you've nothing on him there as far as that goes. Galatea, uncertain whether to be pleased or not. But there must be some mistake. I thought I heard that you... Perhaps I heard it myself, but you can't always believe what you hear. No, but when you're fond of a man... Are you fond of him, honestly? I'm fond of him, all right. It's hard for me to believe it. However, I understand your position. A woman cannot get along without love. 
she may suffer she may wish she was dead and worry until she has not one hair left on the top of her head but after all when you come down to it love is love there's nothing else like it catalina absorbed i feel as if you might be a great help to me have you been engaged very long galatea depressed i've never been engaged never engaged and it's too late now i was starving and needed the money do you really mean you are hungry galatea smiling at her innocence oh that was a long time ago but i could starve all my life for that man you're a lucky girl some day you will have a sweetheart yourself and be engaged you'll understand then what love means i hope i will galatea preparing to leave we all go through it however there is no need for you to worry are you in a hurry why don't you wait for augusto no i guess he's safe with you but remember goes out don't forget yourself puzzled watching galatea as she disappears she's in love just imagine it ha before you can be in love you have to find someone who is wheeling alberto enters he is dressed as an artist by which it is to be understood that he wears a flowing tie and a broad-brimmed hat good morning advancing catalina startled and happy oh don't be afraid disconcerted himself but i didn't know you were there alberto dreadfully embarrassed but making an effort to maintain his dignity yes that is i was in the street looking for you for me alberto apologetically no not for you for don guillermo i wish to thank him don't you know oh yes of course the gate was open so but i frightened you catalina hesitating then you did win the prize yes thanks to senor de armendariz that wasn't the only reason the picture had to be good too it wasn't bad although they said the subject was a little worn out jacob wrestling with the angel yes i should never have won the prize on that the other pictures were good too there were two or three good ones but don guillermo preferred mine because because why because because he thought the angel looked like you catalina overcome the angel alberto apologizing yes but you mustn't think that i did it on purpose oh didn't you no i just had you in mind i seemed to see you that was all your head is so characteristic and your curls and your wonderful eyes after i had seen you and we had talked a little it came to me as a revelation just like that catalina after a pause i suppose you are awfully anxious to go to rome aren't you awfully catalina after another pause you must be very happy yes that is i should be very because i have done what i set out to do it is my career italy is my dream catalina sadly i know 
But then, I am sorry to go. Honestly, I should rather not. Manifestly embarrassed. Why not? Alberto, repenting his indiscretion before it is too late. Because... because I'm awfully fond of Madrid. Oh, are you? However... However? However, I am fond of it, and so are you, although you don't live in Madrid any more. No, I live in the country. Yes, in the country. Are you fond of the country? I am fonder of it than I am of Madrid. Are you? Why? Because... Catching himself. There are so many trees in the country. Are you fond of trees? Very. If you are. Catalina, touched. Oh, yes, indeed. Restraining herself. If you are. I am fond of everything that you are because... Because you have such excellent taste. I? What makes you think so? Because... Throwing restraint to the winds. Because you have such beautiful eyes. Catalina, overwhelmed. Have I? Alberto, embarrassed. Now excuse me. Yes, you have. They are blue. Do you like blue eyes? Immensely. Catalina, coquettishly. But my eyes are not blue. That is, they are not entirely blue. No, not entirely. Can you see any green in them? Yes, green. Decidedly. But it makes no difference to me. Of course it makes no difference to you. Alberto, fervently. Absolutely not. What do you care what colour my eyes are, anyway? That is quite different. Is it? Yes. Hopelessly embarrassed. If you were nothing to me, of course I shouldn't care. Pardon my saying so, but you can never be nothing to me. You could not be indifferent. Oh, couldn't I? Alberto, impetuously. Never. I must tell you, I know it's not right, but I am very unhappy. You are rich and I am poor. Only a poor artist. All I have is my future. A hope of glory. Merely a hope, that is all. It is little enough to offer a woman in exchange for happiness. Catalina, wishing to appear oracular. It may seem little enough to you, but it's an awful lot right now to me. No. Because I have money, you think I must be hard to please, and want the earth besides. Men always think they know so much. They imagine that they are the only ones who have ideals, or can dream about the future, and things that can never be. Well, let me tell you, women do it too. Though they may be ignorant, they are just as anxious to go to Rome as men are. She begins to cry. Alberto, deeply moved. Catalina. Catalina, without raising her eyes. Here I am. Alberto, drawing nearer. Catalina. Catalina, discovering Don Guillermo, who enters. Papa! Don Guillermo, without noticing Alberto. Hello, are you here? I was waiting for you. Catalina, with a tremendous effort. Alberto is here, Papa. Alberto? Alberto, advancing. Alberto Jimenez Vergara, sir, at your service. Don Guillermo, slightly surprised. 
Ah, yes, I am delighted. I have come to thank you for... for... Catalina interrupting. For his prize. Don Guillermo makes a deprecatory gesture, indicating that it is not to be mentioned. And while we're about it, I thought I would tell you that he has asked me to go to Rome with him. To Rome? With him? Impossible. Catalina, blushing. We can get married before we go. Outrageous. To Alberto, angrily. I demand an explanation, sir. It was all my fault. Your fault? Yes, he was poor, so he was afraid to ask me because I am rich, and so I had to ask him. It's the same thing anyway. I love him, and he loves me. This is too preposterous. And if you won't let us marry, I am going to die or shut myself up in a convent. While Don Guillermo and Catalina are speaking, Don Louis and Madame Pepita enter from the house. Madame Pepita listens in amazement and turns, unable to restrain her indignation. Madame Pepita to Catalina, seizing her by the arm. What is all this nonsense? They are in love and want to get married. Yes, yes we want, we to, want get to get married. married. But Augusto... Yes, what about Augusto? He doesn't love me, and he is out of it. He is in love with another woman. You don't know what you're talking about. He is in love with Galatea. She's just been here, and she swears Augusto will never marry anyone else as long as she is alive. Galatea? That shameless hussy? Leave her to me. I shall attend to her case. No, it has been attended to already. We shall see. As long as your activities in this house were confined to checking up lime and bricks, I remained silent. I hesitated to arouse my wife. Now, however... Do you dare to insinuate? As I am infinitely more interested in Catalina's happiness than in her mother's bricks... I shall not tolerate any further interference from you. Then you imply, sir, that the time has arrived for you to go, remove yourself. We are not in the habit of discussing family affairs in the presence of strangers. Turning his back. Madame Pepita is struck dumb. Very well, I shall retire. What shocking bad taste! Pepita, you will regret this. You will think of me when I am gone, and you are pining away, alone with this man. Remember, you have my sympathy. Goes out. Madame Pepita to Catalina. Because Augusto may have made a few slips, is that any reason why I should permit you to... Certainly, Mamma. Madame Pepita, looking scornfully in Alberto's direction. With that man? Certainly, Mamma. My daughter, the daughter of a Russian duke, marry a clerk who is a retailer? He's an artist. In a few years he will be famous, I guarantee it. He will paint pictures, win medals, and in the course of time be elected to the Academy. Certainly. Perhaps in my place. 
Some families seem predestined to glory. You will have a great man for your husband, as your mother has had before you. <sighs> All the same, a title would have done no harm if we could have had it thrown in. I don't want anybody to say I am an unnatural mother. Catalina, embracing her. Nobody ever accused you of that, Mamma. We are much obliged to you for what you have done. Madame Pepita, deeply affected. Children are a constant source of anxiety. But I must not miss my train. I am nervous. If there is nothing I can do, Madame Pepita, Don Guillermo, I can never thank you sufficiently. My wife deserves no thanks. God help us both. Adios, Catalina. Adios. They look at each other, too embarrassed to move. I must be going. Yes, you really must. If I am to return, the very first thing in the morning. Be sure you don't forget. Don Guillermo smiles. Alberto, confused. I am going. I am going now. Adios. Disappears. Catalina gazes after him without daring to follow. Run along and see him off if you want to. Everybody is willing. Catalina runs out. Well, she seems happy, I must say. This has been a great day. She's going to leave us. Don Guillermo, pacing up and down as he repeats his wife's words. Yes, she is going to leave us. Suddenly realising their significance. Going to leave us? True. She is going to leave us. The poor dear. Don Guillermo, startled, staring at his wife as if discovering her for the first time. And I am left alone with this woman. Guillermo. What luck! Catalina is going to marry naturally. She will live with her husband. Then what will become of me? I have nothing to detain me here. There is no time to lose. I have an invitation to visit Egypt to conduct excavations. Not in Egypt? Yes, of long standing. But you cannot go alone. Don Guillermo nods. What is to become of me? Don Guillermo, uneasily. You? She assents. You can stay behind. The trip would be too fatiguing. Besides, you could never make up your mind to leave all these objects of art. Madame Pepita, on the verge of tears. True, I forgot. Aren't they lovely? I know you only want to get rid of me. Nonsense. How could I? It mortifies me to think that my husband... Although, strictly speaking... But you grow fond of a dog when you live with him. After my experience with that man, it never occurred to me that I could love another. But my heart is tender and I couldn't help seeing what you were. You happened along and, after all, you are my husband, though I am not the one to say it, and... I am your wife, and... and... I love you. Pepita, do not prevaricate. 
no i love you i wish to god that i didn't but it's too late now and i love you bursting into tears she sinks into a chair and there you are don guillermo dumbfounded pepita but pepita come come i had no idea going up to her don't cry now you unman me madame pepita sobbing i am nobody and you are a philosopher and you belong to a different class but i love you i don't care whether you love me only it isn't my fault don't go away because i can't bear it i have lived alone all my life without anybody to take care of me my first husband ran away but i had my daughter and i shared her with you because you said you needed her but now she is leaving me and if you leave me too you take the heart out of my life pepita there is nothing left please forgive me a man may be an egotist but not to that extent i was not thinking of you you are alone in the world you have been deserted but so have i i do not ask you to love me it is more than i could wish but you deserve it i know you have no idea what it means to a man to have a wife at his side old age is coming on when it is sad to be alone no i cannot refuse the offer of a generous woman's hand madame pepita sitting up guillermo this is so sudden don guillermo stifling a sob we we might spend our honeymoon in egypt and conduct explorations by the way guillermo and they fall into each other's arms catalina enters flushed and confused with the remorse of the first kiss her eyes open wide as she discovers her mother with don guillermo after hesitating a moment she smiles discreetly smoothing her disordered hair papa and mamma tiptoeing out something new curtain end of act three End of Madame Pepita by Gregorio Martinez Sierra, translated by John Garrett Underhill, eighteen seventy six to nineteen forty six.